How old are you? I need it 14. for- 14. All right. <laughs> I need it for something. Hi, thanks for uh, tuning in to the Grip Reaper podcast, um, Reaper Remedy. Happy you could join us. Today, I'm with someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for uh, 14 years, my uh, little sister, Madeline. Thank you for being on. You really didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, it's a pleasure to be on. So, um, Madeline has like pretty big background in trying a lot of things in music and going back. I mean, so tell us about what you started on. So I went into piano and I guess it really didn't click with me. So after what, maybe a couple of weeks of it, I decided I, think I it didn't. it was longer. I don't know, maybe uh, was... a bit longer, yeah. I decided that it didn't really interest me, so I moved on. So I tried guitar, and that lasted a bit longer than piano, because I actually enjoyed that. But just for some reason, having lessons and having to do, not the song that the person picks out, but like songs that are like beginner level, like and then moving up, to me, I wanted to play like my own songs when I wanted to play them. So I ended up quitting that. <laughs> and then from being in choir basically since third grade, I decided that I would try singing. So I took voice lessons and that's where I basically am today. You were probably in uh, piano a lot longer than you give yourself credit because I don't know when you started, but I remember you were doing it around Christmas time. Yeah. So I think you started in June. So he, yourself, you're not giving yourself enough credit here. I think even looking back now, when you started guitar, one, your hands were like way too small. It was, you know, it, and most starter guitars tend to do this thing where they make their necks really wide. So the strings are really far apart. So you can kind of be able to get all of them. So if you buy a three quarter size starter guitar, chances are if you have really small hands, it's going to be easier to play in non-starter guitar if that makes sense so uh, you know but then you know all of a sudden you started singing you know took chorus so uh when do you start doing chorus I believe it was around third grade i started oh. chorus basically from when i could do chorus basically from there i did it through middle school then i did some things outside of school when you're doing chorus you know you progressed pretty quick yeah. And what was like that moment you were like, you know, this is what I want to do. There we go, singing. Well, I think it was probably in the beginning of middle school. I decided that I've been doing it for a while. And like, I know that like there was auditions you could do for outside things. So I kind of decided that I wanted to do more on that. So I decided to start taking voice lessons. And ever since then, like I have tried out for certain things. I've gotten into certain things outside of school. And I've just stuck with it since. So uh, Madeline, you know, takes voice lessons at uh, Woodside Music. At this point, they should just sponsor our podcast because we mentioned them at least once an episode. Yeah. Once again, it was all, all your lessons you're taking at Woodside Music. And, you know, once again, all the teachers there are great. Love that place. Mm -hmm. It's like my home away from home. So uh, you decided sing was the thing. And then one day piano again yeah one day I don't know what it was I just decided that I was gonna try a song on piano 
And ever since then, I just kept learning this song, like just kept learning a bunch of different songs on piano. And then I started singing along to the songs. And then eventually I even picked up ukulele, which my uncle got me for Christmas so many years ago. And I just decided to pick it up. And then I started learning that. And then like progressively I got more and more ukuleles. And then that became a thing. And then I also decided that randomly one day I was going to play guitar. So I got the guitar that my uncle got me forever ago from out of the closet when I took guitar lessons and I started playing that. And then he's been guiding me through certain chords I have to learn, certain things I have to learn. And yeah. Now, uh, one thing I'd like to tell you know, to the audience, one night I'm sitting in my room and I hear a, uh, you know, I'm out up in a room playing ukulele and I'm sitting, I go downstairs and Madeline's now on the piano. She goes back to the computer. She's looking at her phone. She runs back upstairs. Like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to figure out a song, but every version doesn't sound right. So she goes, she prints out a sheet and she sits in front of our piano. So for, uh, our pianos, it's a piece of garbage. Yeah. It just, I, it just needs to be, like, tuned and, like, some basic maintenance done to it. But uh, it doesn't play great, and it's half a step down from what should be tuned. So for uh, you non-music people listening, half step down is essentially one note. It's like going boom, boom. So if you're playing a boom, it's going to sound boom. So it, but the whole piano has somehow magically all together shifted down the same amount. So it sounds correct, just lower, slightly lower. And it's a pretty big roadblock or it's always been for me. And I know other musicians jumping from something tuned lower, like jumping from different tuned instruments especially playing the same song because your mind is telling you that's not right. It doesn't sound right. So Mal was sitting down and this song was in standard and she played the chords on the piano and she's like, okay, okay. Nope. That's not right. It's this. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. And she's like, I just figured out the right note, whatever. And then she goes back and she's like, okay. And her mind, just without even thinking, was processing the song in that tuning. And then she went upstairs and played it on her keyboard in the proper tuning, then transferred it to ukulele. And it just, at the time, just like being a musician, that was mind-blowing. And that's when I really started to see Madam start like really just blossoming into like music. And then uh, you started picking up guitar. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was pretty happy about that. You know, uh, so when you started guitar, however many years ago that was, is it easier now or then? Like, or is it the same? I would say it's probably easier now because I'm kind of doing it on my own time instead of having, like, you practice here and now but having my own time to do it, I find whatever time works for me and the chords are easier to reach because I have bigger hands now. 
and I've started developing calluses from playing uh, ukulele. So the strings on the ukulele help build up calluses too. So it's easier now, I would say. Uh, do you have a problem? I have this with uh, playing sometimes. So say you're playing guitar and you go to man, um, a mandolin, a ukulele. Yeah. Does it feel weird to jump from instruments? Because I know for me, when I, was, when I had my bass guitar, mandolin, and guitar all at the same time, when I'd go from like a bass to my guitar, I'd be like, oh, this feels miniature. But then you go to the bass to a, like a mandolin and you're like, I can't even play this anymore. But then you go back to bass and you're like, what's with these stretches? It's um, really insane. So do you have that? Like, is there a, that roadblock for you? Am I, am I not the only one? Yeah, I was playing around today with some guitar and then I went to ukulele and instead of playing like the chords for ukulele, I started playing the chords that are supposed to be for the guitar, but the same chords, just the ones that are supposed to be on guitar. So it was just, it, it was hard to reach, harder to get to the chords. And uh, what are you working on right now on guitar? Um, I'm working on Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Uh, what was the other song that we were working on last night? I was teaching you how to play a B. Oh, and Creep by Radiohead. I'm starting to get her work. It's very slow. We're going to get her to do bar chords within the next yeah. month. That, that's my goal. If I can get her to do bar chords in the next month or two, I will be thrilled. Because it took me probably a year to get bar chords down. Uh, she's working on, you know, I told her a power chord because who doesn't use a power chord? And it's also easy because there are some strange chords out there that can be easily just you know, substitute it in with a power chord for the time being until you progress. Cause even though yesterday, I mean, it was a B, but it was played in a untraditional manner. And even for me, I'm like, why would you play B like that? And I was like, I don't get it. I'm like, just do a power chord. I'm like, you're not going to hear a difference if there's distortion. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and what's the other thing? Picking discipline. Yeah. I have problems with that. Even on, like, just picking regularly with the felt pick on ukulele, I have troubles with that. It's just something I need to learn. Yeah, so um, teaching her a very important part of guitar is, like, picking discipline, as I call it. It's picking the right string at the right time because that's, like, half a guitar. <laughs> the other half is, you know, fretting discipline. But uh, I was teaching her, she, her fretting hand is very good. She's got to work on speed, but she's developing it a lot faster than she did the first time, like three or four times faster. And it's really that picking hand. Once you get your picking hand and your uh, like fretting hand running on the same like clock, like internal clock, that's when you really start to progress. And one day it will just click for you. You'll be like, oh, you'll just be able to be like play on – that's when everything's going to start to click. And uh, it took probably a year or two for that to click with me. But once it did, it just, that's when I was like laser beam focused guitar. So um, many of you might not know. So Madeline's a very, very important part to not only the Tomasi family, but the Grip Reaper family. Uh, she does a lot of like art stuff with us. Um, she helped me, which still hasn't gone out we still have them she helped us design a couple uh me and her sat down and we designed a couple uh custom shop logo logos for mm -hmm. some picks we were doing by that i was like hey man what do you think of this and she's like 
you need to get better at graphic art. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was mostly just asking her opinions and her shutting me down and doing it better. But um, she also makes a lot of decisions with Grip Reaper. Um, most of our business meetings are um, in the living room, probably with the TV still on. Yeah. And if we're not at least all laying down or like this, it's not a very serious thing, but we, we make sure everyone in the family gets their part because, you know, Madeline does put a lot of work into it. Uh, she started, we're starting looking at t-shirts designs mm -hmm. and uh, that's on her because I don't have an artistic mind. I have a very musical mind and she, she by, I don't know how, just got both. And that's the thing. I've always wanted to be good at art. We're going on a bit of a tangent, but still connected. I've always wanted to be good at art. And Madeline has always just had this natural artistic ability, which I just don't have. So uh, do you often like, you know, I know you actually, it's a dumb question to ask because I know you do because I could go look at, I bet you your road trip painting's still down there. So Madeline likes mm -hmm. to tie in art and music. Yeah. Uh, how about you tell us a bit about, you know, road trip, um, some other stuff. All right. So not long ago, my friend introduced me to a new band called Road Trip. And something about them, like I started listening to them and then I just kind of became addicted to them. And I'm even, I'm starting to learn one of their songs on guitar. But I just started thinking of ideas like of how to get both tied in together music and art so i actually take took their logo and i paint like i sketched it out really big on a piece of poster paper it's actually two pieces of poster paper and i wrote road trip on it and i made their logo on it and it's still not done yet but i'm hoping to finish that soon and ever since then like i still listen to their music and i like tying music into art like a lot and then we're also working, and Madeline's been kind of the, I'll call it an idiot buffer. So we're working with Hope Bazelli to design a special, uh, she's going to do a painting for us. It's going to go on t-shirts, whatever other merch we decide to make. Um, probably mugs, because I drink a lot of coffee. And uh, Madeline's kind of been the, the idiot barrier for me, because I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to art. I have no clue. You know, I've... I've been to like one art museum in my life. I enjoyed it, but uh, I just, I can't, my mind can't do art. I don't know why, but Madeline understands it. So I'll be like, oh, what does this mean? She'll be like, it means she's using this kind of paint. You should get that. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, she's just helpful to have around. Uh, she was doing some of the, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm not, once again, I'm not giving you enough credit. You were doing a lot of the taping when we were taping our picks still mm -hmm. in the living room. When we first started producing larger quantities of picks, we didn't have like an area set up where in the factory where we make them to actually make them. We can only do the final steps there. So we'd all sit in the living room. We'd get our razor blade and copper tape and, uh, or no, it was two days. It was like at this it was a mess. It, so what we'd have to do is sit down and at first, the first day you'd uh, have to tape over the bottom half of the pick and cut with a razor blade along that. Then uh, the next day you'd bring them back 
and you'd have to put copper tape over the other half of the pick, cut over razor blade two tabs, push it along. It was, it took about five minutes a pick to do. I'm happy we, we abandoned that <laughs> whole endeavor doing it that way. But uh, Madeline did a majority of the taping, like yeah. 80% of it. And then I probably did about five to 10 and then dad covered the rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's been really pulling her weight the whole time, which really I don't think she gets enough credit because it's kind of always been, you know, you know, obviously everyone knows my dad. It's a huge part because he kind of is the mastermind behind making it. My mom's kind of been the, uh, I don't want to say business mastermind, but the genius ideas. She, I mean, she came up with the name. Madeline approved it because I was like, oh yeah, I like it. I'm like, let's wait for Madeline. Let's see what she likes. And we were like, Grip Reaper. She's like, that's the one. So, you know, but not a lot of people know Madeline is just kind of the all around, if we need something, we'll probably put her on that. Yeah. Because I'm the one who like makes the picks, you know, shoots content, stuff like that. My dad and mom obviously helped me out with that. So does she. I think the was the uh, video we shot in the pool. In the pool was her. Yeah. That's still my favorite Grip Reaper video to yeah, this day. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, that was scary. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to drop my like only actual guitar, like my only name brand guitar in the pool and dad would have killed me because I don't know it's <laughs> technically is still. Um, so Madeline actually has taken a liking to the American Telecaster I have. Tell me, why do you like that guitar? Because it's, it's an odd guitar. Um, well, for me, it feels the most comfortable all the other ones, I feel like the neck are either too thick or, like, I don't know, the strings are either really... Yeah, it, doesn't yeah. Have, it has nines on it. That yeah. does help. So these strings are really, they're smooth, and the neck is smooth, and it's nice. Like, it's not too thick where I can't put my hand around it. So I really, yeah, I just steal it from him. I think it's still sitting in my room. <laughs> so uh, I have, it's not mine, once again, Mr. Tuffy. Probably another future podcast guest um lends me his nice guitars and i fix them up and polish them and restrain them set them up and he lent me an american telecast or a california series telecaster it's beautiful it's red it's got a humbucker in the neck it's classic telly single coil on the bridge but it's got what i would put towards one of my thicker necks i have right now and it's this weird kind of flattened d shape so to me i don't know like when i first picked it up i was like yeah i don't know i mean it's a great neck once you get used to it but madeline was just like oh i like this and uh, it's probably because of my picking method the bridge gets in the way my picking but you pick kind of more here i pick back a little Mm -hmm. more and then now we were actually looking into getting you a guitar so if you could build a guitar from scratch any ideas? What would you want it to look like? Do like features? Like you said, I'd kind of I would like the same type of neck on it. It's like a D shaped neck. The D shaped yeah. neck, yeah, uh, with the smoother strings, the thinner strings. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Another thing that helps that guitar play beautifully is uh, it's got these like extra tall, extra thick threat frets. So like, it's it's an easy player. 
So probably something, you know, yeah. nice tall frets. Other than that, I don't really have like certain standards that I want in the yeah. guitar. I just... If it's comfortable. Yeah. Why do you think we are both musical? Because we both, you know, are multi-instrumentalists. And uh, I mean, you play more than me. <laughs> well, I feel like mom started with what she do. She did flute, saxophone, piano. She'll explain that in her episode. Yeah. It's a lot. She did a lot. And then growing up with you playing, like, all the time, I kind of got used to that. And then I was never into playing instruments until, like, I was offered to take lessons at Woodside Music. And I was like, sure. And then we just kind of decided randomly on piano. And then based off of that, we just kept, like, you know, changing what I wanted to do. And then having Nicholas playing all the time, that kind of made me decide that I wanted to go into guitar. And then from there, yeah, it's basically all because of Nicholas that I'm musical. But then Nicholas is because basically mom was musical. So our whole family kind of has that musical side. See, I would have answered similarly, but uh, more, I think it's just that we've always been around music. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as I can remember, there's always, we're always playing like music around the house. Yeah. You know? The house, it, the Tomasi household is a very loud household. I'm home. Chances are there's a guitar being played upstairs and I don't do quiet well. <laughs> I also have a hundred watt stack in my room, so it's hard to do quiet, but uh, quiet's not fun. I like, you know, pushing the volume a little bit. Uh, I did a little experiment one time and uh, my parents are going to hate me when they he hear this. I actually uh, started at like, you know, decent amount of volume. And just every day, slowly turned it up. I got like 30, 40% of the way. I was like, all right, all right. Let me get a little bold. And I went about like 45. And she came upstairs. She's like, oh, mom came upstairs. She's like, can you just turn it down a little bit? And I was like, oh, oh I'm so sorry. Down a little bit. Next couple days, slowly turned off. I got about to 50% volume till she threatened to rip the amp out of my room so and also they got really used to um great piece of equipment i actually want to leave it with malin for a couple of days and see what she thinks of it the boss katana because mm -hmm. i dig it it is the best modeling like portable it's the best portable amp on the market i don't even think it's arguable it just does everything yeah i've been tempted to take it a couple times yeah, yeah. She doesn't even have like I'll be like, Mom, where's the telly? What telly? You have it? Yep. Yep, that's or, what happens. Uh, I walked into my room one day and I was like, Who took my strat? Like I need that. Like where's my I'm like, did I leave it downstairs? I'm searching the whole house. I'm like, I played on the deck yesterday. I'm like, please don't tell me I left it on the deck. I'm looking around, go upstairs. Both the telly and the strat <laughs> in Madeline's room. Yep. So now, honest question. Is it too loud? Yes, yeah, sometimes it's too loud. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm used to it. But mom and dad are definitely not used to it at all. But I think because I'm always upstairs, I'm always a bit closer to it than they are. I've gotten used to it more than they have. So if the volume doesn't drive you crazy, what does? <laughs> Well, if it's not the volume, it's usually 
the fact that I don't know your room's usually a mess which like I can't steal stuff from your room if I can't get in there (laughs) yeah the feedback is probably the least desirable effect it drives me crazy so the one guitar we're gonna post some videos soon I have a uh the first guitar I actually ever played on in our house right now. It's my uncle's guitar, and I love it, but the pickups are so microphonic, which is, once again, for non-guitar players, is when a guitar pickup shouldn't pick up noises other than the strings' vibrations. So if a pickup's microphonic, it means it's pick, it's working like a microphone almost. So if you tap your guitar, you hear it, tang, tang, and it makes you feedback like crazy. Drives me crazy. This guitar is so microphonic, I can walk up to it and go, Hello, and hello will come through the amp. So, uh, the feedback is one of the things that just I, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up because it drives me crazy sometimes. Or, like, when I forget to turn my amp off at night and like you bang into your guitar, mm-hmm. yeah, can you hear me playing at night? Gen- genuine um- question because I. I play till like two, three in the morning sometimes, and I play through my katana. Like, can you hear that or no? But, I mean, I've been pretty open this whole time about my jealousy of your, or not jealousy. I wouldn't even say like a like sibling rivalry because we don't really do that with anything. We tend to work together on stuff, which, I mean, we argue, but like, we don't really like. I can't think of anything we've actually had a sibling rivalry about in the past yeah. couple of years, but, um, you know, your artistic ability is something that always impressed me, but your ability to just sit down and go back. Like I would never be able to step away from something for any longer than a couple months and come back to it and be able to continue doing it. I, I don't know. It's just something once I leave something, I just, leave it so i've i mean i've always been impressed with your ability just to go back to things and be like all right i'm gonna take another try at that and also your ability to just learn things like she picks up things so fast and naturally especially in music that like i was teaching her picks picking exercise yesterday and first couple times she's like i can't do it i can't do it like just all of a sudden it started flowing started getting a little faster smoother i was like there we go. She just picks up things so naturally. She's because I'm a horrible teacher. Mm-hmm. Just you do not want to take lessons from from me. Uh, this is gonna backfire if I become a music teacher ever. But <laughs> so um, but Madeline's just such a good student. It's it's easy to teach her, and uh, that's something. And I'm sure I'm sure Dave would say I'm not the uh, I was not the best student. <laughs> so um. You know, whole point of Reaper Remedy. I mean, you came up with, you helped kind of come up with the whole idea. So, of course, you're going to know it. The idea of Reaper Remedy is obviously how do you use music to help yourself, others. So, you know, really, what does music mean to you? How do you use it to help yourself? Well, me personally, to use it to help myself, I kind of use it as a de-stressor. If I come home from school, I have a lot of homework. Maybe I'll take a couple minutes before doing my homework to sit down and play something or even get the homework done, sit down and play something. But usually while I'm doing homework, I have music playing. So it kind of not distracts me, but like distracts me from everything else that happened 
like distracts me from the rest of the day and puts me focused in with the homework. I gotta say, I mean, music just while doing something makes it go by 10 times faster. Yeah. Like uh, recently I just started going to uh, Bergen, uh, Bergen County technical schools for uh, plumbing to learn a trade and the radio, I mean, no matter what we're doing, taking notes, it's always on because it's just, and you know, honestly there, I blink my eyes and the day's over. And a large part of it is the fact that we just, we have Q1043, you know, blasting in the back. <laughs> it's actually funny because today we had a very important announcement over the loudspeaker and we couldn't hear it over our music because it was lunchtime. <laughs> Thank you for being on my podcast, despite not having a choice. <laughs> means a lot. It was fun. It was a pleasure to be on it. I've always like seen everyone else on it and I was like, I want to do that one day. Oh, so I didn't need to force you to do it. No, you didn't need to. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for listening. Really means a lot. And uh, tune in next week.